What's up, Lively Nation? Brad Guthrie here. Welcome back to another podcast. This one is an oldie but a goodie. It's another Q&A from our old hashtag BGTV series. You guys are going to love this. Lots of good content in there, lots of good questions, even better answers. So sit back and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Live Lean TV podcast. My name is Brad Guthrie. And we're on a journey to show people how to live lean 365 days a year while enjoying what you love. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get the show started. All right. First question is from Baraza Jr. Says, hey, Brad and Jess, I'm 18-year-old college student who's wondering what exercise besides cardio I could do to get rid of my love handles. I got most of my stomach fat. I got rid of most of my stomach fat and man boobs, but I can't get rid of the handles. Nice. Good job getting rid of the man boobs and stomach fat. Yeah. Love handles are probably one of the last things to go. Usually um, it's either the love handles or the lower belly pooch. Yeah. Those are like the two most stubborn areas for most people. So it's not uncommon that you're struggling with that part. Yeah. And on Live Lean TV, I have an, an episode called, I think, the five best flab blasting exercises. So go check out that video and um, it'll talk to you about those exercises to do besides cardio. Okay, our next question is from Efron H. He says, um, hi Brad, I love your videos and your GF as a fan, of course, thanks. <laughs> um, number one, are pre-workout meals really helpful because I never eat anything before my workout and still get great results so far. And then number two is I know spot reduce is not possible, but what is the best <clears throat> way to make the balance? Okay, so a lot of times people get the pre-workout meal wrong because they think a pre-workout meal means within like 30 minutes or so. Um, in my experience, pre-workout meals work best when it's two or three hours before your workout. So it gives your body time to actually digest the nutrients and use it right, for fuel for the workout. If you're eating like 30 minutes before, your, your body's gonna be sending blood to the muscles during your workout. It's not gonna allow you to digest the food in your stomach. So get your pre-workout meal two to three hours before and that's gonna help you out. And, and then the second question is, um, spot reduction not possible, best way to make the balance. So just once again, stick to the compound movements. It's gonna like squats, deadlifts, presses. It's gonna hit your overall body and burn fat all over the place and make you lean. Miriam, Miriam says, hi, my two fave people. I'd like to talk a little bit about HIIT training. I mean, it's my fave kind of workout, but I think I do it too many times a week. I've heard that when you do HIIT training, you don't wanna do it one day after the other. What kind of HIIT schedule would you recommend? I usually work out six days a week and looking to lose weight. So yeah, when it comes to HIIT workouts, you know that we're both big fans of HIIT training, but it is true that you could bring yourself out if you're doing them too often. I don't necessarily think it's true that you can't do them um, one day after another yeah. because again, this depends on your fitness level. And you know, for us, that would be okay for where we're at right now. I wouldn't mind doing you know, several hit days in a row, but for a beginner, then maybe it's too much. So I would say just kind of monitor how you're feeling. If you feel burnt out and like you're hitting that wall and you're no longer getting results from the workouts, then maybe cut it back a little bit. Um, if you are liking the results you see, then keep at it. Yeah, exactly. Mike McDonahue, do you even sprint in the winter, bro? <laughs> yeah. I want to start sprinting, so I bought this attraction accessories for my shoes because of snow here in Minnesota. Ooh, Ooh. where? Um, I know to use caution, of course, but wondering what you do. I think I've seen a Facebook video you did a while back where you did the same philosophy of sprinting on an upright bike at the gym, like going all out for many seconds and then bringing the heart rate back down and, you know, doing HIIT training. So I have a home gym, but without any cardio equipment, do you, do you think I should mm. do my sprints outdoors in the winter safely 
or suggest picking up a treadmill or upright bike for endorsement? Yeah, so great question. If you can do it safely outdoors, do it outdoors, but there's gonna be those days where you can't do it and I don't wanna give you an excuse why you can't do it. So a HIIT workout doesn't have to include cardio equipment. You can do a HIIT workout doing just burpees. You can do any of my Tabata workouts. You can do body weight sure. style, Live Lean 15, Live Lean Meltdown. Good I have point. so many different workouts for you guys. Don't think cardio workouts just includes cardio equipment. Yeah, it's not only bikes, only treadmills, yeah. only running. I mean, cardio just means getting your heart rate up Absolutely. in any way. So. Yeah, so check out Live yeah. Lean 15, Live Lean Meltdown, any of those HIIT workouts, yeah. and you can do it indoors. All right, next question from Miss Rhea. Number one, how old are you two? Number two, what body percentage is each of you? And number three, at what rate would you reasonably expect a 33-year-old female, 5'8", currently at 33% body fat, to lower body fat percentage if she adhered to your 365 Live Lean lifestyle? All right, I'm 29. 34. <laughs> you have to think about that one. Yeah. Um, so we're five years apart. Um, uh, body fat percentage? Body fat percentage for me, I don't measure very often, but I always say that I kind of sustain the range of 15 to 17%, and when I compete, maybe get down to 12. Yeah, and me, I'm eight or under, so I usually float around seven to 8% year round. Yeah. Yeah, so I would basically tell you right off the bat, don't ask how quickly can you get it. Ah, this is, real answer. This is a lifestyle, guys. Like We have to yeah, tell you guys this. It's not one of these lose fat in 10 days and you're set. It is all year round for the rest of your life. That is yeah. what Living TV, that is what we are all about. Forget about how quickly you can do it. Stick to it. It is a mindset. Once you get your mind there, your body, everything else will follow. Okay, Elijah Pearson wants to know, hey Brad and Jess, I find myself having a problem getting motivated consistently, having the all work out tomorrow kind of attitude. What could I do to get motivated? All right, Elijah, bro. I gotta ask you, do you even watch these episodes? Bro? <laughs> Bro? Uh, just making fun here, man. Sorry. But on uh, Ask BGTV, I think it was episode nine, we already answered your question. Yeah, I'm, I think it was from the same person. It sounds very familiar. Yeah. We already talked about how to get motivated, so go back a couple episodes. Go check that out. That one. Next question from Proud to Be Miss Wolf. Should I do hill sprints in the winter? I live in Wisconsin, so the road Ooh, sidewalks are needless to say not what they are in the summer. Yeah, sorry everybody who's not in Southern California right now. I know it's tougher for you guys to get your workouts in, but still, you know, if Brad and I were in the snow, guess what we would be doing? Making it happen. Making it work. So yeah. you got to do what you got to do regardless of your given circumstances because it's not um, about being lucky or about always having what you need. It's about finding ways to do what you need regardless of your situation. Yeah, and, it, and the answer goes back to what we answered from Mike yeah, earlier. regarding the yeah. winter sprints. Cardio know? doesn't mean equipment. Yeah. Use your body. Yeah, think outside the cardio box. Yep. Jason Chen asked BGTV, what's your fitness philosophy? I just finished my personal training education, passed my CPT exam. Nice work. Good job. I'm now looking for a personal training job. What advice mm. do you have for rookies? All right, so if you mean what is our fitness philosophy, once again, do bro. Do you even watch, bro? Do you even watch our episodes? <laughs> Live Lean 365 is our fitness philosophy. Yes. So if you are now a trainer, we want you to pass that on to your clients as well. Lean gains all year round. And uh, great job on your CPT exam. And you say you're looking advice for personal advice. training advice. So this advice could go anywhere. Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Do you have entrepreneurial blood running through you right now? If so, you could do similar stuff to what we do, where we have a camera, we have a crew that works with us, and we provide content. Or if you want to train people in a gym, which I would recommend you do to get your feet wet and to get some good client testimonials, Go work for um, a big box gym or find a private training studio and just get your feet wet 
get some great client testimonials, go above and beyond, and uh, just really make a difference. And it's gonna be tough, man. Gotta be 100% honest with you. Uh, Personal training is tough. Yeah, Dealing with people <laughs> and trying to get them to change their mindset, it is oh, not simple. Yeah. So just hang in there. Do not give up when things get tough. If you really are passionate about this business, which hopefully you are. Hopefully you love it like we do. with it. My man, Blaze. Sardinelli, what's happening, Blaze? His question is, how do you feel about the Mediterranean diet? Good diet to live lean. Um, let me just quickly answer this one because uh, I did a video on this, Blaze. And uh, so go back to Live Lean TV. Just search Mediterranean diet. I talk all about it. It is actually a really good diet. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Um, but I, I you still compared, like three different diets, right? Yeah, I did. That but I still prefer. Uh, what I talk about on Living TV, which is basically a paleo diet. I still prefer that style. It's similar. But Mediterranean is close and it is, you'll get great results from it. So give it a try if you want. Mini Park, hey. Hello, Brad and Jess. <laughs> hey. What's, hi. <laughs> What's the difference between omega 3 in fish oil and omega 3 in flaxseed oil? Do they have the same effects or differences like absorption rate? What's your opinion? All right, so I'll just put this in as simple terms as possible. So. Uh, flaxseed oil is plant-based. Omega-3 is from fish, is uh, from obviously from fish. So the great benefit from the fish oil is the EPA and the DHA, which has been shown to really help lower um, cardiovascular disease. So that's the main one of the main benefits of taking fish oil. Where flaxseed provides an omega-3 fatty acid called ALA, which doesn't quite do it as good and it doesn't absorb as well. So I always recommend omega-3 fish oil over flaxseed, but you can do a combo of both. But in my opinion, fish oil is the way to go. All right, Jessica, you ready? Ready. All right, this question comes from Greg XD. Even though Greg's asking, hey, Brad, this is going to be Jessica's question. Okay. Because she knows this. I have no problems doing squats, deadlifts, and other stuff. But often I have pain at my low, in my lower back when I'm waking up in the morning for about a year. What could be the problem and when? what should I do with it? Ooh, sounds like a form issue. And I know that sucks to hear because everybody probably thinks their form is on point. But that is just one of the signs that your body will tell you if you're not. So, and sometimes you can't see it from, you know, you're the one doing the squats and the deadlifts, so you can't stand to your side and see what your form looks like. That's actually why Brad and I use video a lot of the time, yeah. or we use each other. We ask, can you check my form? If you're feeling a pain or something, you need to check with either a human being, like a trainer, someone who knows what they're talking about, or set up a camera to your side. You can just use your iPhone or something and see, even if your lower back has just like a slight bend in it, that's gonna cause a strain and some pain the next morning. So yeah. it sounds like that's probably what's happening. But you know, it's something we can't really diagnose over the internet without seeing you. So I would say see someone. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, since Greg, you've asked quite a few questions here. We appreciate you coming back. If you wanna take a yeah. video of yourself, and then tag me on Twitter or Facebook. I'll take a look at the video and let you know what I think. But yeah, we'd be happy to help. You your know, best visually. bet is to get yeah. somebody in person and then to fix the problem, talk to a specialist. Next question from Ryan Slater. I've been doing Afterburn video from 2012 and I did it all the all seven days a week and then started the 10 minute fat torching HIIT workout. I mixed that in with Afterburn video three months and I was 155 pounds and now I'm 126 pounds and no abs show. I'm 14 years old. Can you guys help me? Thank you so much. Okay, so we talked about this before. That video from Living Afterburn from 2012, that's just one workout. It's not intended, it's a sample of it's the not intended yeah. to be done all week. So mm -hmm. the full Living Afterburn program is at livelyafterburn.com. 
So I, we always have to say that. Like when yeah. we put a workout out there, it's just one workout. Um, and it's not even the full workout, it's part of it. But I would say um, congrats though from going from yeah, 155 nice to loss. 126, that's awesome. So I would assume you lost quite a bit of fat that's covering your abs based on those workouts. So now it's time to do some direct ab training um, and to, to really start to, to hypertrophy those muscles so it actually pumps through the skin so you actually see visible abs. So um, try some ab style workouts, check out my YouTube channel, check out my liveleanabs.com program, all great ways to get you abs. And but one more thing I might add to that is you're only 14 years old, you don't have your full amount of testosterone yet. So, you know, just give it some more time. By the time you're like 18, 19, you'll really see some muscle growth start to develop. But yeah, keep us in the loop on your progress. Yeah. So Flipping Fitness wants to know, what is rest pause training and is it good to use? All right, so this is a, a more advanced technique. So if you're more advanced, this is a great way to bust through plateaus. But it's um, basically what you do, you burn out your set. So if you're bench pressing 135 pounds, you do as many reps as you can at 135 pounds, and then take a rest, and then get right back into it and rep out a few more. So it's similar to a drop set, but a little bit different. Um, so take maybe a five second, 10 second break, and then rip out some more, and then you can take another five second, 10 second break, do as many other ones, and then that's what rest pause training is. So it's really gonna put your muscles under tension for longer, creating more hypertrophy. Yeah, just really another variation of getting outside of your comfort zone, and you know we're all about that. We yeah. use all variations of you know, rep ranges and, and training styles, so yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah. Try it out. Tell us what happens. All right. Question from Elijah Pearson. Hey guys, uh, how can I eat living lean in a college dorm? Yeah. Good question. Brad did a video about this. I think it was like a year ago. Um, more, I'm not. Uh, yeah. yeah. More. Maybe more than a year ago. But if you go to Brad Guthrow Fitness, um, our other channel, our main channel, Live Lean TV, you go to Brad Guthrow Fitness in YouTube and search how to avoid the freshman 15, something like that. You'll find this video he did all about college dorms and how to shop when, you, when you're in college, how to live lean yeah. on a budget. Shannon T, hey Brad and Jess, you guys are awesome. I love watching your vlogs so much. I just can't get enough of them. Woo! Um, I'm a huge fan of the meat and nuts breakfast. So my yes. question is, would you recommend switching to a meat and nuts lunch on some days so I'm not having the same thing for breakfast every day? Uh, that, that's where I'm at right now. Damn, that's good. <laughs> Shannon, I love it. I love all the lively ladies out there eating the meat and nuts breakfast. That is Good so awesome. And uh, Justin and I have been talking about meat and nuts breakfast is, was actually coined by another trainer, Charles Poliquin, who right. I'm a huge, huge fan of. Um, so we decided to change the name. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's basically, it's a little bit misleading because what I'm, when I say meat and nuts breakfast, what I'm referring to is PFF. So if we were to remarket it, we just call it PFF protein. Yeah fats and, and fiber. fiber so mix it up so you could have chicken you could have fish you could have meat whatever so that's your protein yeah for the fats you could have avocado you could have olive oil coconut oil it doesn't need to be nuts but nuts and then for your fiber there is so many different types of uh, great vegetables out there yeah, so and whether it's breakfast or lunch I mean this is the kind of meal we eat 90% of the time yeah. really it except, doesn't matter if it's breakfast lunch or dinner yeah except we add in the carbs post-workout to help refuel right. and that's so that's how we eat that's yeah. the live lean lifestyle way of eating so yeah. great job try that out okay last questions comes from Moath he asks or he she asks what do you think of kidney beans are they good for living lean yeah kidney beans are okay for living lean they wouldn't be like in our top 10 live lean food list but they wouldn't also they wouldn't be like as bad as lollipops or something <laughs> I don't know you know I mean it's not like 
there's it's a it's not like there's black and white like foods that are good and then foods that are evil it's like a gray scale yeah. so you know you can put for certain foods that are better for living lean and then some that are terrible for living lean and kidney beans is like right in the middle it's like okay but it's not yeah we don't highly recommend it like i had a blood test done and kidney beans was one of the foods that i'm not tolerant to at all and if you look at a lot of people they get gas from eating kidney was beans that all beans because I think it was all beans. I think all beans. But, yeah. you know, people get gas from eating kidney beans because their body's not digesting it properly. So, you know, your body's not for absorbing the nutrients yeah. for most people. For, yeah, for some people. Some people do fine with beans. So, so you know, there is a lot of fiber individual. in it. There is one yeah. ingredient. So if you do exactly. well on it, it is natural. Then it comes from the earth. Do it up. Free Stu Danny, how many push up how many push-ups can you do in one set? Jess can do how two, many? I think. I think I can do about 24, 25. I think maybe we should have a battle to find out. I know that my all-time record is 37, but this is when I first learned how to do push-ups and I was super obsessed with them doing them all the time. So it's kind of one of those things, you use it or you lose it. But I think if you ask me right now, I could probably do 25. She can do, if her best was 38, my best was 39. 37. I said 37 anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Okay, I think this guy can do like 50, what, am I 50? right? 50? Oh my god. I've done a video I've done a video where I think I got uh, I thought 50 was a lot. No. Um, I think mine is about 89 to 95 somewhere around there. It's just under 100 I think. Yeah, no. Yeah. But that's good form push-ups, so chest down to the ground. Exactly. We're specific about the type yeah. of push-ups. We're not just like cranking out little baby ones and counting them as reps. Hey Brad and Jess, I'm currently working night shift in a freezer and it is so cold. <laughs> Are there any advantages or disadvantages to working out in, or yeah, to working out in colder environments? Are you working in a freezer or working out in one? I don't know. Anyway, okay. <laughs> it's around, it's around minus 25 degrees Celsius. Wow, it's cold. And I do a lot of heavy lifting. Um, am I more at risk of injuring myself even if I warm up my body first? Okay, so I've talked about this in videos before. I think it was just in a recent video where I said uh, people in colder climates actually burn fat more because it keeps their, raises their metabolism to keep their body warm. So you got that one going for you. But when it comes to lifting heavy objects um, cold, yeah, it's just like when you're getting ready for a workout. You need to warm up your muscles, you need to warm up your joints. So uh, definitely get a warm up in if you're lifting heavy objects. Keep it safe. For sure, I know I would. Tony pool. Brad, I'm age 58, 5'9", currently 168. I've lost 39 pounds in 18 weeks. Boom! Boom. Awesome. Good job, man. Uh, following a lot of your advice, I'm in the best shape I've been in for years and feel great. After Christmas, I'll be using Live Lean Afterburn. Get it. Live Lean Sprint. Get it. And the Lean Abs. Get it. <laughs> and a uh, few people now say I look ill. How oh. should I reply in one sentence without using the word containing the letter F? <laughs> I love that. Um, Tony, honestly, this is one of those things where when you change your body like that, where you people lose a lot of weight, jealous. people are going to be jealous and they're just used to seeing rounder people. Haters going to hate. Give it a couple weeks, my man, and you know what? I guarantee you, you look a lot better than you did when you were um, 39 pounds heavier. So Yeah, those comments are going to stop. If you lost a lot of weight like quickly, you know, dramatically, maybe that's why they think you're sick because they're not used to seeing that yeah. happen that fast. But if you're able to keep that off for the next 10, 20 years, you're not going to hear those comments anymore. Yeah, so I say which, just kind of, you know, grin and bear it. 
just put up with it. Be nice to those people and just realize that they don't understand what you're going yeah, through. Yeah, you know how to handle it. I think that question was more of a fun question. Funny, so yeah. awesome job on that. <laughs> All right, Lori Mackerson, what's the most difficult aspect of living lean for you both? Has the idea of living lean changed over time for you? I ask this because it's amazing how much more we're capable of than we think at any point in time if we commit 100%. Yeah, perfect point if we commit 100%. Now, I have to say... My um, idea has changed over time because, and I think you were the same way, we've talked about this. For me, for sure, my ideas have changed. When, yeah. I, when I originally got into it, I became a little bit obsessed. Me too. And we've talked about this where you get to the point where you can't go out with your friends to have a drink because you think it's going to ruin all your games. Antisocial. Or we're in yeah. the holidays right now, we're close to the holidays, or just holidays just passed. And, and you'd be um, that fitness freak yeah. at the holiday table, nobody likes you anymore. Now we understand that, that consistent over time you can have a piece and of cake. Open you your can vision have a drink. and see the long run. That is so important. And I think that's such a rookie mistake is rookies only see tomorrow and today. They don't see next year, next five years, next ten years. So you know, the whole, the thing about um, have, have your ideas on living lean change, that's our change right there, is that we've been able to see farther. Next question from Free Sudani. Don't you sometimes feel you're missing out on life when you eat healthy all the time? Just an honest question. Aww. Well, this goes back to the last yeah. <laughs> last question. Same we don't answer. eat healthy all the time. We yeah. eat healthy 98% of the time. And just like on a few episodes ago, we show our cheat meals on BGTV, so we eat pizzas or whatever it may be. Guys. We are not 100% perfect. If we want to have ice cream, we yes. do. You know, we're not like robots. We're not broccoli and chicken robots, you know? And we used to be, like in the beginning, we thought that that's what fitness was all about, but then you, you grow and you learn and you get wiser and you realize that fitness is not about perfection. It's about constant, continuous yes. progress. Augie, six zero. will you be sticking to your paleo plan over the Christmas holiday or do you relax more than normal and eat various foods? We shot a video on the three ways to live lean over the holidays, so go yeah. check out that video. Yeah, I guess the short answer is yes and no. We still eat healthy most of the time, but we definitely enjoy the holiday festivities and you know, indulging in some delicious foods with family. Toby V. Devine. Hi, Brad and Jess. I see Brad using Stevia a lot through his meals and in his coffee. And I read online that Stevia is banned in some countries because of the effects it may have on your health. Are there any side effects and is it safe to use? I'd like to add it to, me, to my meals as a natural sweetener. Also, what's the active compound of your Stevia product? Is it Steviocide or Rebaudidocide? <laughs> and which one do you recommend? Um, okay, and there's another question. In another video, you said you use magnesium, zinc, and fish oil and vitamin D. Could you tell me the specific reasons why you use these minerals and vitamins? All right, it's a lot of questions. <laughs> really questions. So I'm going to have to keep this one quick. Um, I use stevia. Is it banned in other countries? I haven't heard that. It may be. I don't know the reasons why it would be. It comes from a plant. Um, but the stevia that I use, the active compound, is the robiocide. Most people, people who are training hard in the gym, their bodies get depleted of certain minerals and the foods that we eat are depleted in certain minerals as well. Uh, magnesium being one of them. Magnesium is so important just for your overall processes going on, chemical reactions in your body. Um, zinc is very important because we're, a lot of us are depleted in zinc. It's for testosterone, for a lot of other bodily processes as well. 
fish oil. I've done a lot of episodes on the reasons for omega-3s being um, heart healthy. And vitamin D is because once again, where a lot of us are depleted in vitamin D. So if you're wondering which ones you should go, ask your doctor for a blood test to tell you what you are lacking in. And last question from Q2Fu. My stomach appears to be getting bigger and my diet has not changed much other than adding an ounce of almonds and a few diet sodas. What is causing this? A few diet sodas, that's what, don't you think? <laughs> don't you think? Don't you know? Yeah, diet sodas are really bubbly and they also have aspartame, which is a fake sugar that has been proven to cause bloating in the stomach area. So it's not the almonds, it's the diet soda. Try cutting that out and see if it makes a difference. So thanks so much for your questions. We're going to cut it off right there. Damn, that's good. There you have it, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot of this podcast on your phone, post it, and tag us at LiveLeanTV on your Instagram story right now. Also, if you're ready to invest in your health but just don't know where to start, head over to our website, LiveLeanTV.com, and take a simple four-question quiz and discover the best program for you based on your goals. So I'll leave you with this. Remember, your health, it's an investment. It is not an expense. You only have one body and you are in control of it. So take action and invest in yourself. You can do this and we're here to help. Thanks for listening and keep living lean.